Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. The suspect in the gruesome slayings of Zana Carnotto, Ethan Chapin, Kaylee Gonsalves, and Madison Mogan is, without a doubt, the most notorious prisoner in the small Lataw County Jail, which can house a maximum of 40 inmates. We know this because Moscow, Idaho, where the four students died, has not had a homicide since 2015. Most of the other inmates in the Lataw Jail are there for much less serious charges. Here is what retired FBI agent Jennifer Koffendoffer said about that to News Nation. He's certainly the most notorious individual they've ever had. And remember, he's in there with people that have been pulled over for DUI, shoplifting, minor assaults, fraud, things that are of a much less egregious nature. It's important that he be kept separate. End quote. Koberger is being held in a separate cell from the other inmates, and for this reason, he has his own television with basic cable service. The other inmates have to share a TV in a communal space. Now, a lot of people feel that Koberger is being isolated only because of the danger he poses to other inmates, allegedly. But Koffendoffer explained that there's also a threat to Koberger. Here's what she said. They have to keep someone like Brian Koberger in solitary, away from the rest of the inmates, because of the notoriety of this case. Of course, those inmates likely know what he's accused of doing. The danger to him is too great to put him in the population with the rest of the inmates staying there. Another inmate could attempt to harm Koberger, either out of anger over the situation or out of wanting their own notoriety. End quote. This is a real thing. Inmates wanting to get notoriety for harming a high-profile prisoner. In 1994, 34-year-old serialist Jeffrey Dahmer was attacked at a Wisconsin prison. Dahmer died of massive head injuries, which, according to the secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Corrections, Dahmer likely received between 7.50 a.m. and 8.10 a.m. Dahmer was found near the prison's toilets. A broomstick with blood on it was found nearby. The inmate who committed this act revealed to the New York Post in 2015 why he harmed Dahmer. He said, and I quote, he crossed the line with some people, prisoners, prison staff, some people who are in prison are repentant, but he was not one of them, end quote. After Dahmer's death, his parents were divided over what to do with his body, specifically with his brain. The brain was preserved in formaldehyde for a year. Dahmer's mother wanted his brain studied to see if biological factors had played a role in his behavior. His father, however, Lionel, wanted his brain cremated per his son's wishes. In the end, Dahmer's brain 
was cremated. And Dahmer wasn't the only notorious prisoner to die at the hands of other inmates. Boston mob boss James Whitey Bulger, who had eluded law enforcement for decades, was done in in less than 12 hours after he arrived at a prison in West Virginia. Bulger was in prison, serving time for doing in 11 people, along with other serious felonies, such as extortion, money laundering, and weapons crimes. He was always going to be at risk of being harmed by other inmates because he was a noted FBI informant. He basically had a bullseye on his back. How the heck is Sammy the Bull Gravano still alive? Bulger's arrival at a federal prison in Brewston Mills, West Virginia, was highly anticipated, and the other inmates caught wind of it. According to a report released by a Justice Department watchdog, the inmates even took bets on how long Bulger would stay alive there. Bulger was attacked multiple times by fellow inmates upon his entry into the general population. One of those inmates was an apparent associate of a New York crime family, Bulger wasn't a nice guy, but you would think the prison, knowing how high-profile he was, would have taken some steps to protect him. Despite an investigation not finding evidence of criminal wrongdoing on the part of prison staff, it makes you wonder if there were secret deals made. Another guy named Richard Albert Loeb, who despite his wealthy family hiring famous attorney, Clarence Darrow for his defense team was found guilty for his role in the death of 14-year-old Bobby Franks in Chicago, Illinois in May of 1924. Loeb committed the crime with his friend Nathan Leopold Jr. The pair who were known collectively as Leopold and Loeb in the press were extremely wealthy students at the University of Chicago when they committed the crime. They committed the crime hoping to demonstrate superior intellect, which they believed enabled and entitled them to carry out the crime. Sound familiar? Some have said that maybe Koberger allegedly committed the crime in Moscow, Idaho, to carry off the perfect crime. Loeb actually confessed to the crime and asserted that Leopold, his friend, had planned everything and was the one who harmed Bobby Franks. Leopold's confession came soon after. Both Loeb and Leopold were sentenced to life imprisonment, plus 99 years. Loeb didn't live long enough to carry out his punishment. In 1936, he was done in by a fellow prisoner named James Day. Day used a straight razor on Loeb in the shower room. Leopold was actually released on parole in 1958. So, should Brian Koberger be worried if he ultimately is found guilty of this crime and lands in prison? The short answer is yes. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, consider a membership, leave me a comment, and I'll see you next time. Peace.
Jefferson District Attorney. Jeffrey Dahmer met his death this morning while working as a janitor, cleaning a prison bathroom. Another inmate is suspected of beating him to death at this prison in Wisconsin. Authorities here say Dahmer died of massive head injuries. A second inmate injured in the attack is in critical condition. What was found at the scene was a bloody broom handle. That's all I know. To many, including Dahmer's own attorney, it comes as little surprise. I, I wasn't shocked because I, I thought that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer would uh, end up this way. At his sentencing, families of victims had lashed out at him, crying, threatening. Many today said even his death brings little consolation. The hurt is worse now because he's not suffering like we are. Other family members, in an odd twist, hope to gain from Dahmer's death. An attorney representing eight of the families today pushed police to release Dahmer's belongings so they can be auctioned off. On the list, one of Dahmer's refrigerators where victims' remains were found and an 80-quart kettle.